worship something. It can be directed at all kinds of things, in all kinds of places. Worship is about what you're devoted to. Something you love, something you give your time to, something you'd sacrifice for. In the beginning, worship was all about God. I guess you could say it was designed for him because he's God. And people worship him because they realize that. Worship is all the different ways you respond to him. On our own and together. It spills over into every part of our lives. Our decisions, our actions, our thoughts, our relationships, and even our attitudes. In fact, pretty much everything we do is a worship offering to God. You know, uh, every once in a while, it's a good idea to stop and examine why we do what we do. And that's true for every area of life, including what we do here at church. So, being brutally honest, why are you here today? <laughs> uh, you know how in comic strips, characters will sometimes have a uh, thought bubble uh, over their heads? Uh, well, today, what if God made it so each one of us had to wear our true reason for being in church, uh, in a bubble over our heads. What would your bubble say? Uh, some people would display over their heads a thought like, I go to church out of duty. Uh, someone else would say, I go because my parents make me. Someone else would say, I go to church because I get something out of it. Someone else might say, I go to church because it makes me feel good. And I know one person who thinks, if I don't, people will say things like, where's the senior pastor? <laughs> so we all have reasons and motives for coming to church. And sometimes our reasons actually fall way short of the real purpose of this hour. So I want to remind us for about the main purpose that we gather here on Sundays. Our purpose is worshiping God from the heart. To remind us of this purpose, I would like to contrast two statements from God about people. The first statement from God is about the second most talked about person in the Bible, a man named David. Uh, and some people, all they know about David in the Bible is that he defeated the giant Goliath. But the truth is, the Bible tells us a lot more about what made David great in God's eyes. Like these words God spoke through the prophet Samuel about David in 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 14. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him leader of his people. So according to Scripture, God and David had a heart-to-heart -heart connection. Now, when we say we're going to have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with someone, we all know what we mean. 
Well, it's the same way in the Bible. When the Bible refers to a person's heart, we're not talking about the blood-pumping muscle. We're talking about the inside, invisible part of a person that is the source of love and friendship and relationship. And when God says, David is a man after my own heart, God is saying, David and I are close. David is my friend. David loves me. You know, some people really have a heart for golf, and so they're always thinking about golf. Some people have a heart for business, and so they're always thinking about their next deal. David had a heart for God, and he couldn't stop thinking about God. He couldn't stop singing to God. You know, he picked up a stringed instrument and composed songs that expressed his heart to God. And we have those songs in our Bibles. The book of Psalms is a collection of 150 songs written to or about God. And by far, most of these 150 songs are written by David. David had a heart of love for God, and he expressed that love in worship. What is worship? Worship is expressing love and appreciation for who God is. The last part is important. Worship is loving God for who he is as opposed to what he does or what he is doing for me. You know, it's good to pray and ask God to do things for me. It's great to thank God for things that he has done for me. But loving God for what he does for me is actually a step down from true worship because it's still self-focused. I thank you, God, for blessing me, for helping me, for saving me. Now, of course, there's a place for this kind of praise, but it still puts me in the center of things. It's still about me, me, me. True worship puts God in the center by appreciating God for who he is and not just for what he has done or is doing. Listen to what David sings to God in Psalm 27, verse 8. My heart says of you, God, seek his face, so your face will I seek. I guess you could say that asking God for things or thanking God for things is like seeking his hands. But worship is seeking God's face. Worship is looking into God's eyes and expressing love and appreciation for who he is. And so that's why David sings from the heart, God, I love you because you are holy and pure and perfect, because you are kind and merciful and gracious, because you are wise and mighty and strong. God, you are beautiful. This is worship. Worship is getting face to face with God, looking into God's eyes and expressing love and appreciation for his perfect personality. But I mentioned I wanted to draw a contrast. So let's go from the second most talked about person in the Bible to the first. The first 
is Jesus, God in the flesh. And this is what Jesus said about some people who knew their Bible and considered themselves very close to God. Mark chapter 7, verse 6, Jesus said, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Jesus said this to the Pharisees, who were very religious, very serious about God, very smart about the Bible. But Jesus called them hypocrites. And the word hypocrite is an ancient Greek word for a stage actor. And Jesus says that some people are like that with him. Instead of making heart-to-heart connection with him, they're just reading off a script. So now we have a contrast between heart worshipers like David and hypocrite worshipers like the Pharisees. We have a contrast between people like David who worship God for who he is from the heart. And we have people who just act like they're worshiping while their hearts are really far from him. This contrast between these two groups demonstrates how much worship matters. Worship matters because my worship quality determines whether I become more like a David or more like a Pharisee. The heartless worship of the Pharisees made them joyless, loveless people, legendary for their mean spirits, judgmental words, hardened souls with no compassion for the hurt, no forgiveness for the fallen, no mercy for the weak. The Pharisees became the opposite of God and his character because they did not have God's heart. And the reason the Pharisees did not have God's heart in life is because the Pharisees did not give their hearts to God in worship, true heart worship. And this describes some of us. Some of us are living joyless, loveless, mean-spirited, judgmental, no-impact lives because we do not have hearts that are given to God in true worship. Worship matters because worship is what transforms us into people after God's own heart. God gave his heart to David in life because David gave his heart to God in worship. And God wants to give you this same joy-filled, love-filled life that he gave to David. Because David lived with this heart worship, he penned these Songs that still ring with praise to God today. Songs that still inspire and instruct and transform lives by the countless millions. David, because David lived with a heart of worship, he lived with joy and gratitude and purpose and power. It gave him the courage to defeat Goliath when everyone else was running away. Because David lived 
lived with this heart of worship, God used him to bring God's love to the entire world through the Savior born in the town of David. David proves that worship matters. So I call you to worship from the heart. Worship as we continue to sing. Don't just read from the script, but make a heart connection with God. Worship Jesus right now in the bread and the cup. Seek his face and be transformed in the process. Worship matters because as you give your heart to God, God gives his heart to you. Let's pray.